The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, notify bell next to it. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, which is yeah. where we get these questions from. It's Matt Chat. It's Sunday. That means it's Matt Chat. At the $20 a month mark, you can submit your video question as well, and we'll answer it right here on the show. Yeah, that's right. So let's hop right into it, Larson. First question from Jacksonville. Number one, Guillaume Halili. Let's see what good old Guillaume has to say. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter, Guillaume Halili, back with another Matt Chat question. This week, my question is, in the 90s, I think, we had the steroid trial. Now in uh, professional wrestling, we have the concussion thing. So uh, what's the next big thing to shake up the pro wrestling landscape? Um, Is it going to be social media? You know, like with Seth tweeting just random crap and then the Jordan Miles situation. Is it wrestlers being able to voice their opinions and, and anger and frustrations? And it getting coverage from, you know, everything. Yeah, just have a discussion. Let me know your thoughts. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Later, guys. Thank you, Guillaume. Thank you, Guillaume. Steve, you go first. I'm excited to hear your answer. What's the next thing that's going to shake up the wrestling industry? One word, Larson. Collapse. That's right. But aren't we in a boom period? That's what people say. There's more wrestling than ever to watch and enjoy. Yeah, but nobody's watching. If everybody was watching one thing... Then yes, but I feel like it's so segmented at this point. You got a bunch, you know, a bunch of people watching NWA. You got about a million people watching AEW, and that's great. You got about two million people on a good night for uh, for Raw. SmackDown could, you know, depending on what channel it's well, on. Let me ask you this: Isn't that just kind of emblematic of TV as a whole, where there's so many different programs? That you can watch is aren't we living in the new golden age of television because there's so much good stuff out there yeah i don't know man well yeah creatively speaking but that really can't be said for well at least wwe i mean people consistently and and and, and always are bitching about their main roster product uh it's really not that compelling it hasn't been compelling for a very long time can it be enjoyable? Absolutely. Do we find mm-hmm. the positive in it? We try to. Yeah. Uh, NXT is cool, although it could be better. Um, AEW is a breath of fresh air. It's a lot of fun, but it doesn't have the ability to grow beyond that million. The the million is that enough? Uh, I don't know. I get the feeling. I get the feeling much like playing a game of two K twenty. The industry might be perpetually on the verge of collapse. What happens if USA says, "Hey, man." It's been a fun run, but we just really don't feel like you're bringing it anymore. We think that we can get ratings somewhere else. What happens if TNT says, yeah, million's not that great. We want more for what we're paying. 
Well, they're not paying them. They're just paying for production. Which, you know, it costs money. Yeah, but that's it's not, not it's free. Nowhere, nowhere close to what uh, 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 USA is paying for all of WB's product. Like, man, I'm not saying the wrestling, uh, wrestling is going to collapse. I'm just saying if everybody doesn't start up in their game quite a bit, I think NWA Power is going to be the only thing that still stands. That's cheap to produce. Billy Corgan has all sorts of great Smashing Pumpkins money. I think that's going to be the last thing standing right there, man. Hmm. Everything else is going to collapse. No, I don't think that. I don't think we're on the verge of collapse. No, but uh, because WWE, they're just they're making money hand over fist. But again, that's a company that sort of succeeds in spite of itself. Despite itself. Despite itself, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think the collapse is. What do you think? What do you think is 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 a higher possibility? The wrestling industry collapsing. Or Monday Night Raw being must-see TV the way it used to be must-see TV. That's a push, man. Odds are equal. Pretty much, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we'll get to more about W's creative problems later on with our next question. How are, I kind of feel like the, the potential is there for some sort of a, 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 a shake-up within the, the wrestling community of wrestlers. Let me, oh, I'm sorry. What? Let, me, let me backtrack really quick. One person... WCW folded because of one person, and it was that one executive at Turner, yeah, who just didn't want wrestling on yeah. their channel anymore. Yeah. That's how we are. We are like I think wrestling is perpetually one person away from the entire I industry mean, collapsing. You can make the point of the, dif- the difference there is that it was it wasn't just one person not wanting wrestling on their station. It was the person who not wanted wrestling on their station to also own that company. Well, he it was, was all a major a, player in that company. It was all under the same umbrella. It was all under AOL Time Yeah. Warner. So if the person who doesn't want the wrestling company on their own product says, I don't want wrestling my own product, it's just it, it seemed like it should be it's probably just a, uh, a stroke of the pen gone, potentially, you know? If there's one person at USA with enough power that's like, yeah, we're going to shift our business model, then pff, it's gone. They end up on Fox Sports 1 or Entirely something possible. or Facebook. Oh, my God. Anyways, um, unionization. Um, we haven't really seen, as far as I know, a concerted effort on the part of wrestlers to unionize, uh, I think, since the 80s when Ventura was really trying to push that in WWF. Um, we've seen Per Wrestling Eve. Mm-hmm. Un- their wrestlers have unionized. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and I understand that's probably an incredibly complicated thing to try to do. And I don't think that was at the – I don't think that was – at the behest of the wrestlers, that was pro wrestling Eve being proactive on behalf yes. of their wrestlers, yes. which is crazy. Awesome. Yeah, um, given how fragmented the wrestling industry is, there's all sorts of levels down to wrestling in front of twelve people in a bingo hall to wrestling in front of seventy thousand people at WrestleMania. If there, I don't know if it'd be possible for wrestlers as a whole across the board to find common ground enough for it to happen, but. I would not be surprised if in the quote-unquote major leagues, WB, AEW, Impact, if there is a movement, I'm not saying it's going to happen soon, but at some point where wrestlers are bringing in so much money for these companies, um, what WB, they they pay their wrestlers 8% of the revenue. And that pales in comparison to every other major sport. It's not even close. I mean, like strikes in major league sports have happened because uh, uh, the players are getting less than 50% of the revenue. Um, uh, WWE won't hire their wrestlers as employees despite them more or less being employees. That's actually probably the correct answer here is AB5 is the law in place, which which wouldn't surprise me if it went national. Um, WWE has too much political stroke, I think, 
to really make a difference there. But there is the, I mean, if anything is going to shake up the wrestling industry, I would think like realistically, because I'm not, I don't think collapse is realistic. No, it's going to be something involving and I'm not wrestlers. Sure unionization is realistic. Something involving wrestlers' employment status as actual employees versus independent contractors. That's going to be the thing. That's pretty much going to be the thing. Because if you want, if you want to dangle more bait in front of you, AEW, the smartest thing, the smartest thing, AEW. Maybe, maybe there are reasons. Maybe it's a precedent they're even scared to set, uh, employing their wrestlers. We saw. Uh, in St. Louis and Kansas City, mm-hmm. uh, Major Bayesden tried to do that yeah. with uh, Pro, what was it called? Pro Wrestling League or something like that? The pro Wrestling. Major League Wrestling. Major League Wrestling, something, something like that. that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that that operation collapsed. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's I mean, right now, it's my understanding in AEW, the only wrestlers who are full-time employees are those who are also holding second positions, like all the executive vice presidents, the elite guys. Um, anybody else? Uh, maybe there's some people working. The, I thought I read somewhere like some people in the design department were also wrestlers or something like that. I could have misread that. But pretty much the, if you are solely wrestler, and maybe part of that too is wrestlers want, and I know AEW, a lot of their contracts, I think all their contracts are North America exclusive, but maybe some wrestlers are willing to forego full-time employment status to give themselves a level of flexibility, say, you know, I'll say Joey Janela. He's just a name. An example here. Well, no, B. Priestley is actually a good Yeah, yeah. Any wrestler that wants to uh, make some money here in the States working for a company, AEW, but still wants the flexibility to go to Japan and work uh, when it fits into her schedule. I think she's still stardom's champion, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's maybe the trade-off that some wrestlers are willing to to accept at this point Mm -hmm. in their careers. Yeah. Um, It's a complicated issue, the whole unionization and then, you know, kind of parallel that, the employment status. But like with WWE... I mean, like the only reason they probably don't do it is because they want to spend the money. Yeah, and then and then someone for on Fightful ran the numbers, and it's not a huge sum. Yeah, it's like less than one Saudi Arabia show to hire everybody else, every, everybody on the roster, healthcare, I think workers' comp, uh, uh, retirement. That's got to be that. You would think that's a, a weird Vince thing. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't it's probably the situation. Well, this is how it's been. This is yeah. the way things have been running. Yeah. You know, as long as I've known it. So mm-hmm. why change? Yeah. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
Anyways, next, uh, Rich, uh, the Smash Bro, is uh, pretty frustrated with the state of affairs in WWE's creative. Uh, he's got a question for us, born of that frustration. Brendo's Rich, the Smash Bro here. What will it take for WWE creative to get out of their slump? It seems Raw was on par for a little bit when Heyman first took over. The past few weeks have been complete crap. This past Monday was just horrendously stupid with the way it ended. An affair should not be your A story. What is it going to take? Just honestly, what is it going to take for people to start taking this product more serious and to quit looking at it as just, you know, a waste of time? And your poll with 40-some percent saying they don't plan to watch, what is it going to take to get that number down? I mean, even me as a lifelong fan, I'm starting to lose faith. So, what's it going to take, guys? Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. All right, man. What's it going to take, man? WD's got a disease. Oh, oh and no. this disease mm-hmm. is putting moments ahead of everything else. What's the cure? Uh, storytelling. Yes. And you might think, well, moments, storytelling, they kind of go hand to hand. They can. But if you have moments that are unmotivated by storytelling, they just have a series of, of events that are kind of tangentially connected, maybe, that are there to generate some excitement in the short term. But because there's no story leading up to that moment, uh, and you know there's not going to be any story leading or following that moment of any real consequence. Uh, uh, there's no reason to really connect beyond the moment. But what's it going to take for them to start actually telling stories, man? Uh, someone needs to have an epiphany. Uh, Vince <laughs> needs to be, uh, have a divine intervention. Yeah, man. And someone from on high will tell Vince, Vince, now is the time on your, on your last remaining days on this planet to cement your legacy you got to change your ways, man. Whenever anybody, whenever WWE is in a creative funk, we get this question. It's not new. I feel like it's like the third or fourth time we've had it this year. The answer, you're right, it is. Because they're in a creative funk, and it's plainly obvious. The answer remains the same. It is Vince McMahon. He is too set in his ways. He believes that his answer is the correct one. There will be no epiphany. There will be no coming to God moment. Uh, Here it is. Vince McMahon has to leave the company or... Obviously, if 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 he's if he's incapacitated somehow, be it uh, alive or dead, uh, if he cannot, if once he is out of the picture, because here's the bottom line: he, yeah, he's going to give Raw over to Paul Heyman. But still, things like which we were fine with, but the majority of wrestling fans out there seemingly were not. The finish to Hell in a Cell was all Vince McMahon. All this stuff squarely rests on Vince McMahon. Cedric Alexander. We can confirm at this point that dude is pretty much buried. Yeah. What Dave Meltzer had to say about that, Vince wanted him buried. He's, it's been done. You see somebody get the right. It could be any day. Umberto Carrillo, terrific young talent. Is he going to last another month? I don't know. He's probably going to be buried again. Um, Street Profits. People are already chanting, we want the smoke, and they've only had one match on, on main roster TV. They're probably going to be buried. Maybe not. I don't know. I'd like to know that when I see a young talent on TV that I'm going to be able to follow this talent's trajectory to their inevitable ceiling, whatever that is, be it a title run or not. Um, But we never know. We can't emotionally invest in anything when the storytelling is based off the whims of a 73-year-old man. Who thinks major story beats are are, are, are a a, a variety, a, a legion. Of, of barely connected moments. Vince is a dude who simply wants to see um, the climax of a movie play out. 
for but, two hours. For two hours. Yes. Like on a weekly basis. Yes. There's no. He doesn't know about uh, uh, Act One and Act Two. He just wants uh, get to the climax. Pop the moment. I know people. Everybody. A lot of people say, "Well, we just need to go back to the attitude era. This attitude era. That." And yes, there was a lot of good in the attitude era. There's a lot of bad in the attitude era. The one thing they did more often than not with stories in the attitude era is that if there was a moment, they took the time to build to it. Yeah. Whether the the, the moments were satisfying or not, that's up for debate. Whether those moments uh, were were uh, 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 acceptable or not, very much up, up for debate. But they seemingly more often than not laid the groundwork. So when these moments happened, they resonated beyond the moments themselves. Like, look at look at Triple H, for example. This dude was saddled with, like, basically a butler gimmick. <laughs> I mean, he, when he came, he looked like a butler. I knew he was supposed to be a rich guy. He's supposed to be an aristocrat. He's supposed to be an aristocrat. Right? This dude comes out. Uh, good thing you're recording because yeah. this thing's full. Yeah. He, this dude comes out and starts doing curtsies and stuff. And then it's like, okay, well, we see that this guy obviously has a ton of talent. Um, you know, if you take away his 18-month punishment for the Montreal, Montreal for the Madison Square Garden uh, curtain, curtain call, call thing, yeah. Take that out of the equation. Uh, let's, you know, hey, he's going to give us some suggestions. He's He's got a history with uh, HBK. They're good friends. Mm-hmm. Let's put them together. They're DX. They're great. HBK goes away because of his back. Okay, let's continue on with DX. Let's take them to a next step, to a next evolution, if you will. Yeah. Uh, then, hey, Triple H wants to move his character along. DX, uh, the, 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 the Triple H version, each iteration of DX was not around for that long. No. Him and HBK were together for six months, a year maybe? Maybe. Not, maybe. Even, not even a year, no. Uh, it was like late 97, I think. Yeah. It was following SummerSlam 97, I believe. And then by April of 98, WrestleMania, they changed. HBK leaves. Triple H is in charge. And then how long were they together before Triple H turned on him? Following Mania. Well, yeah, it wasn't that long. So, and then, you know, you get all sorts of different, you had people who would build and evolve over the course of their career, not people who would just do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, we just saw it with Rusev. It's, it's like it's, every time we see him involved, involved in, or even Bray Wyatt, there's t- so many wrestlers in the main roster now who are involved in storylines and, and you think, okay, they're doing something interesting. Like The Fiend, it's interesting take on the Bray Wyatt character. Complete reinvention. The crowd is behind him. Probably, uh, he probably lost clean to Seth at Crown Jewel. We're recording this before that happened, so we don't know with certainty, but that's my guess. Color me shocked if Fiend is Universal Champion. Exactly. I mean, he was already advertised to be the guest on Miz TV on SmackDown Friday. That kind of gives me a pretty good indication (laughs) that he's not going to win. Yeah. Uh, Rusev, he was was a really good heel when he first debuted with Lana. He had a tank during his entrance at WrestleMania. He was getting over. His second reign as U.S. Champion, he was getting over. Uh, uh, the Rusev Day thing, he was getting over. They didn't capitalize on any of them, mm-hmm. any of them, as well as they probably should have. And when you start doing, as soon as they started doing the Aiden English is like a Purvo guy stuff, you realize, man, they're breaking up a good thing. This sucks. I know. You know? I know. I know. Rusev, Lana, and Aiden English as, as a, a, a faction, that could have been huge. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard 
just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So let's move on to this next question from Christopher Rappersod, because Mm -hmm. we can talk about this even more. Let's see what he has to say. Oh, Stephen Larson. So my question is, why is it so hard to build a baby face or make a baby face? Why is it that WWE have to make somebody a heel first to make them a great baby face? Can you explain that to me? Thank you, Christopher Rampersad. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, I guess I'll go first yeah, you here. Go first. Why does WWE have such a hard time building baby faces? I'm kind of convinced at this point, Vince McMahon doesn't really know what like a good person is, what like that means. <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, it seems, to, to, based on what you see on TV, that uh, in Vince's mind, a, a good person is someone who's incredibly bland. Yeah. Smiles a lot. Capable of burning down things. But generally always doing the right thing. Yeah, kind of, except when they're burning down houses. But yeah. as long as the person whose house they're burning down is, is Bray worse, Wyatt. Well, it's worse than them. <laughs> or Bray Wyatt. Then it's fine. Apparently. Yeah. Why do you, hey, let me ask some. So you have a theory that goes back a ways about Hulk Hogan uh, actually being a heel. Oh, yeah, he was a real jerk. Yeah. Uh, do you think that was Vince McMahon setting up a lot of that stuff? Like, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're like the the, the best. You're, you're supposed to be like a really, really super good guy. But then he would always cheat to, to win and stuff. And he'd bully refs and stuff. He'd bully refs. He'd like poke people in the eyes. He, would, he, would, he, he wouldn't necessarily cheat, but he would definitely bend the rules. Like, is that what Vince McMahon thinks a good person is? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a reflection of Vince. Yeah, I guess I don't so. know. Yeah, I don't know. Why do they have such a hard time building babies? Because it's this. It's because Vince McMahon doesn't understand like how organically people become likable. Like he just, you know, he, he's got, it's just, it's just Vince McMahon. He, he's, he's not tuned in. I mean, that's, that's, no, that's, he's that's the touch. entire problem with the he's WWE. Out he's is. out of touch and that's it. I mean, in Vince's mind, when I mentioned earlier, what Vince's definition of a good person is, that is his definition of what a baby face is. Mm-hmm. And that could have worked back in the seventies and eighties. Um, it doesn't work now. Mm-mm. I mean, the most popular wrestler in the history of the industry, Stone Cold, he w- was by every measure not a babyface as Vince would define it. Yeah, uh, he he bucked authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he cursed. Uh, 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 he he was not afraid to get into fights. He was not afraid to talk crap. Uh, and he might have done on, on occasion done the right thing, but not all the time. Yeah, and he made a ton of money off the Stone Cold character. Mm-hmm. And the closest we've seen since then is maybe Becky Lynch. They seem like they were headed in that direction, and they kind of pivoted around WrestleMania last year where uh, I'm not going to say they toned down Becky a lot. They took a couple, They took a little bit of the edge off. Yeah. Where yeah. she started playing to the crowd more. Yeah. Um, doing the right thing more. Not just looking to get into fights. She mm-hmm. still talks trash. She's still, at her essence, the man. But it's not the same iteration of the man as we saw, uh, I don't know, about a year ago. Yeah. Leading into Survivor Series. Yeah. When she was the absolute hottest thing going in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. So 
anytime there's someone getting over as a baby face that has some edge to him, it just seems like Vince, for whatever reason, whether they, they, he thinks it'll be more acceptable to the mainstream and therefore get more attention for the company or just however he thinks a good person should behave on television, it seems like his inclination is to take the edge off. People want to see interesting characters do cool things. Yep. Regardless of their feel, uh, heels or faces, that's what people want to see. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone out there who's willing to, to kick some butt, tell their bosses to, to, to get lost, and 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 generally do cool stuff. People will get behind them. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, the, the the reason Stone Cold got over is because that's a pretty it's a pretty uh, accessible template to to base a character on. Yeah, because it's relatable. Yeah, people are frustrated with authority figures all the time. <laughs> How relatable do you think Vince is to the average human being? Not at all. <laughs> no. None. No, all the crazy stories about him. Just seems like a weirdo. Yeah, he seems like pretty Even much. Seth called him a weird old man. One of the most unrelatable people on this planet, potentially. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, next, got some text questions here. First from Patrick Sparks. He says, since WWE probably has no clue on what they're doing at Survivor Series, what would you like to see happen, and what will happen? Do you think? Um, I'm cool with brand versus brand. It's always fun. Uh. I mean, the way it's shaping up now, you won't get that interesting of, uh, of the matchups because you, you'll have Seth versus Brock again yeah. for the third time this year yeah. in champion versus champion matchup. But then you'll have, uh, if things play out as they have, you'll have AJ versus Nakamura and be able to get it right this time. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a bunch of rematches, huh? You get War Raiders versus the Revival. That'd be really good. That'd be a really good match. Um, you'd get Becky versus Bailey. That'd be really good. That'd be a killer match. So um, I know the the the... With SmackDown going to Fox and stuff, it might be a situation where they don't want to pit ba- uh, brand versus brand for fear of upsetting one of their broadcast partners. But so long as it's not a situation like a year or two ago where Raw won everything except for one pre-show match, they didn't even count. At the very least, we won't get that. No. At the very least, it we should, won't get it'll that. It'll probably be like 4-4 four, four and like a draw. Yeah. Time limit. Yeah, I could see Seth versus Brock maybe going like a time limit. Ooh, you think Brock's in, what is it, like a 15-minute time limit? Draw? TV time remaining. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to say Survivor Series should be Raw versus NXT. They've already pushed, what is it, the Rumble takeover to like a not Rumble weekend or something like that? Mm, yeah. You could handle this yeah. one of a couple ways. Either have a War Games match. uh at cool. Survivor Series, have like sort of a takeover slash Survivor Series mashup thing. Uh, but I think that like an NXT, I think if they want to generate even more buzz to NXT, uh, have them invade Raw, have some crossover there. They're on the same network. They can do that. Um, SmackDown can kind of do its own thing. Maybe they can do a traditional Survivor Series five on five. You know, we saw that kind of no, with this team SmackDown versus, team versus other Fox Sports personalities. Okay, good. Roman versus Cletus. Or Brock versus <laughs> okay, Cletus. Right. That's how you do. So there's Cletus crossover. was in the war room. They have a physical manifestation. Crossover. crossover. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, and then Raw versus NXT. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, and it'd be different. I think it'd generate a lot of buzz. It'd be cool. You're taking advantage of dream matchups. Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole. Who wouldn't want to see that? That'd they're be so under- cool. They're not interested in any of that, man. They have the people there to They're do cool stuff. They're not interested in doing cool you, stuff, man. Remember how much people, like, how cool it was to see just when they were doing that silly League of Legends thing, Seth Rollins and Adam Cole facing off in the ring yeah, on the microphone? Trash. Yeah, I know. That was so neat. Yeah, we're not going to get that in the main roster, though. 
Uh, next text question from Louis Sariza. He says, power rank the top five wrestlers. We'll just name our favorites. Who did the best of the following? So elbow drop. Who had best elbow drop or who has best elbow drop? Uh, I mean, I think Velveteen Dream has elevated it to another level, man. I mean, historically, your answer is correct. Macho but, man, man. But I think at the end of the day, man, the kind of height that Velveteen Dream gets on, on the Purple Rainmaker, holy crap. It's good. It's That's good. fantastic. It's good. Leg drop. I mean, come on, man. There's one guy who really did the, 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 the leg drop. I'm going to change so my effective. answer. Uh, right. uh, Fandango's top rope leg drop was majestic. That was impressive. He got some serious air on that. But kayfabe, it's the Hogan he, leg drop. But he, uh, Fandango beat Jericho with that move. Only one person has kicked out of the Hogan leg drop. That's kind of by accident. Though. Sid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wasn't the best looking leg drop. Though. He's got the best super kick. Oh, Shawn Michaels. I mean, probably, but I'm going to go with when the Jacksons do it. It's good, too. In duo. Yeah, super kick party. Mm-hmm. Uh, submission finisher. I mean, you your got. answer is probably right. I mean, because you can, you, can, you can take your choice of yeah. any of the awesome submission moves that Zack Sabre Jr. does during the course of a match. Yeah. I mean, it seems like uh, he can win a match with uh, half a dozen fi- uh, submission finishers. Yeah. He's an absolute delight to watch in the ring. I really like the, the figure eight. Maybe a boring answer. Maybe she's not a submission expert. That's fine. I think Charlotte does a pretty cool figure eight. All right. Fair enough. Uh, best power bomb. Or Daniel Bryan. He's great, too. Yeah, Daniel Bryan's a good answer, too. I almost put him down. Powerbomb, easily. Easy. Yeah, Vader. Jackknife, powerbomb. No, man. I'm not talking about shoot. We're not talking about shoot powerbombs where this dude picks somebody up and, like, literally breaks their back. Probably know it only happened once. Look, I love Vader, but you cannot tell me that dude was a safe worker. I wasn't making that claim. You know, I still, I still think it's odd that guys that are stiff workers – isn't that just another way of saying he's unsafe? I guess you can look at it that way. <laughs> I think the guy who broke his back on a Vader powerbomb. Probably the Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, the jackknife powerbomb. Boy, that was the move back in the day. I mean, he looked like he just barely got him up and just kind of rested them down gently. Yeah, it felt like a shoot. It looked like a shoot, but he was really safe. There was, but didn't look. No. Yeah, man. No. No. Mm-mm. Like Sid's <laughs> was better than Kevin Nash. And Sid's wasn't that much different. Man, Sid, I always felt his knees were about to fall apart. Same with Kevin Nash, though. No, nah, man. It was the jackknife powerbomb. That's what got me into wrestling. All right. Uh, your favorite weapon of choice? Office chair. These days, those dudes throw those office yeah, chairs, and cool. it looks amazing. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it looks so great. I can't do the steel chair anymore, dude. That's what your answer is. It is the most versatile weapon in all of wrestling. Well, you can do the gut. You can also put it down, use it as a, a weapon, put it in the ropes, use it as a weapon there. You can hit someone with it. It's yeah, the most versatile weapon. Yeah, but I can't. Too many people are doing the unprotected chair shots these days. I can't stand that. Why yeah, is that coming back? I don't know why it's making it come back. Like, we don't need that. We know what it does. Oh, you know who has a good powerbomb these days? Will Ospreay. That powerbomb he does now, that sit-down powerbomb is great. His Judas effect is great, too. What does that move? He, like, runs at somebody oh, when they're the, on the ground? The hidden blade. Oh, my God. The one he concussed Kota Ibushi with. Kota Ibushi has a great powerbomb, too. Did you too. see, uh, I think it was LP, take that move? Mm-hmm. And it looked horrible. Yeah, I don't know how he doesn't hurt somebody every time. He probably does. Yeah, could he be. probably If it looks like it, he probably does. Maybe. Another guy, man, is he stiff or unsafe? I don't know. I'm not a wrestler. Anyway, I don't know. What are you looking over there for? I was looking for the people over there on our wall that had good powerbombs. Primetime Brian Lee. Mm. Uh, Lewis Bloom. Oh, Keith Lee, his spirit bomb's great. 
I'm not a fan of sit-down power bombs. I usually am not either, but if, if you lift lift them up like the spirit bomb is. Oh, last ride. Yeah, that's good. Last ride. When you can great. get somebody up. Yeah. Uh, our final text question from the Hadley Doodly Champ. He says this week's question comes from Henry the Horny Observer. It says, uh, "What wrestlers make them horny? I guess us, or who's the most sexual wrestler ever?" In pre-cum and wrestling, yay yeah, or nay? Let's answer that last bit first. Uh, that's a hard nay for me because that means people are wrestling with erections, and that's probably very uncomfortable. Yeah. For them. Well, I mean, so. We saw that match with Dalton Castle when he was in Chikara where he was very self-conscious and selling an arm injury to cover it up. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that you get dropped on it. That's going to hurt. It seems like a really uncomfortable situation if you have to wrestle in there with a hard-on. On the other hand, the Iron Sheik against Hulk Hogan. He seemed completely unaware of the fact that he was engorged at the which time. Which is very interesting. How would you not He's know? He's so in the moment, I guess. I guess so. So, uh, for me, it's a nay just because it seemed like it'd be uncomfortable for the performer. Fair enough. Whether they get self-conscious about or there's a risk for injury of the front area. No. They, not into it. Boners in wrestling is one of those things that's so funny, but I don't want to see it. Even though I know it's hilarious, yeah, it's because funny. I feel so bad for the person exactly that's in there wrestling engorged exactly because um, there's there's just too much risk. You're gonna hurt yourself, or, or or they potentially could be embarrassed. I mean, the only thing I can say about wrestlers making me horny would be going back. I mean, look, man, Attitude Era was in college. There was a lot of titillation that there was. So you know, you're looking at Sable, Jacqueline, May Young. The cat. <laughs> Fabulous moolah, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking at. All right. For the attitude era. These days, I'm a grown man. You know, the hormones aren't raging as, as much as they were back in the day. So these days, I look at wrestling as the sport of professional wrestling, yeah, you, not you as. You appreciate the athleticism. I want to, you know, I look at wrestling and I'm like. Oh, God. So, well, Val Venus, he was a porn star. Oh, yeah. So the most sexual wrestler ever. I mean, uh, there's Val Venus. There's also Scott Steiner, whose entire gimmick through the last two years of his career was, I'm banging all the wives of all the guys in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freakzilla, yeah. Freak, you know, he was yeah. Freakzilla. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was very grabby. Yeah. Uh, so he's up there. I mean, yeah, Val Venus, obviously, he's a porn star. His profession... When he wasn't a professional wrestler, I guess. I guess he moonlighted as a porn star. Did he moonlight as a professional wrestler? What was his day job and what was his, his, his hobby? Well, given that we only saw him once a week on TV, I would assume that that was moonlighting mm-hmm. as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he didn't really get past IC champion because he's like, I have to commit to one or the you other. You want me to be on the Today Show? Right. I'd rather be on the movie set. And we saw what happened. Eventually, he wasn't a porn star. Eventually, he was just Val Venus. He was yeah. just a dude. He cut his hair and he stopped doing the towel thing. He was in right to censor. Yeah. Yeah, so there was him and Rick Rude, very sexual human mm-hmm. being. Um, Velveteen Dream, obviously, you know he's half of the half of his promos are innuendo. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There That's you go. it. Who made you horny back then, or today? I don't remember. I feel like sometimes, like when we talk about top notch Dijakovic, I kind of feel you. <laughs> I get a vibe from you. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for Matt Chat. $20 on the Patreon gets you your video question answered right here on Matt Chat. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.